your week but since we're talking about blues music let's just dive right in dive right in can we talk about ma rainey yes the mother of all blues yes please let's talk about this incredible woman um i don't know about you but i was privileged enough to be exposed to her music um fairly young my grandparents are from the south and they had like actually legit old tiny records back when people had records or like drop that needle the giant eight track machines you know you go to your grandparents house and they had those big ass boxes yes <laughs> so it was like a whole wall yes. and it was just the speakers to play yes i don't even know if it was an eight track it looks like the old school like movie reels yeah. anyway um so i got to know ma rainey in my childhood and rediscovered her and rediscovered her in high school um, when I decided to get into poetry and started um, looking at poems for the Poetry Out Loud contest. I miss you doing poetry. Oh my God. So I miss much. me doing poetry too. It was <laughs> like literally one of the most amazing times in my life. I made so many good friends and just like the creativity was constant and I just, I miss that community. I really do. The rubber chicken contests. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. Wait, explain those contests real quick. Oh, like, okay, so, God dang it. Mom! <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. My mom that stays. <laughs> that stays. Mother, it's my mother calling. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the rubber chicken contests was um, an open mic night. Uh, I'm like at East Village in Monterey, mm-hmm. and it's a little coffee shop, and mm-hmm. it was Wednesday nights, and they would have like the open mic portion, and then they would also have a little poetry contest, and it was like the top prize, I think was like maybe like 20 bucks, and second place was like 10 bucks. Third place was a rubber chicken <laughs> that you could squeeze, and it would squawk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't make the noise. I'm sorry. But, um, and they came with like all different characters. It was like, you know, the lady chicken. And then like the, the like old country chicken or like the grandma chicken or like the slutty chicken or like the plain chicken. There's all kinds of chickens. So somewhere um, in my storage is just like a pile of rubber chickens. <laughs> Your third place mamas. Hell yeah. I always, I tried to go for third place. That was like always the goal for me because it was just the funnest. Um, so yeah, shout outs to the rubber chicken nights. They were so much fun. And shout out to East Village Coffee. Oh my God. East Village Coffee House. That was, an, so I know we're kind of, we're, we're, we're striding on the tangent here, but uh, <laughs> I remember I did jam sessions there. Right? Yeah. I feel like it ties them together though, because blues and jazz and like vaudeville all have like this really intimate feel to it. They do. And you like to get the like jazz house, coffee house feeling. Like this is where this connection personally started for me. And um, I actually was able to do a poem about her. It was a, titled Ma Rainey by Sterling A. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also um, a, another like massive figure in the black communities in the 1920s, jazz, music, poetry. And um, doing that piece got me to be like California's co, co-representative for uh, Poetry Out Loud. And the reason why I didn't just win it flat out was because there was a portion in the middle of that poem that is a segment of her song. And mm-hmm. I actually sang it. And the mm-hmm. judges didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, we'll just like give it a tie. And then later on, they 
like put in their rules like hey no singing because they don't know how to judge that but so yeah that's the kylie clause i mean if it's part of the if it's part of the performance then whatever yeah. whatever okay spoken word versus theater it's a whole thing like uh, anyway <laughs> So we're, I, cele- we're cele- I was robbed. <laughs> so sometimes me and Kylie Too Smart today are celebrating Ma Rainey because yes. we learned that there is a biopic coming out yes, there very is. soon and it's going to be featured on Netflix. Hell yes. And the person who's going to be representing Ma Rainey is going to be Viola Davis. The one and only. I'm so glad. I like. I couldn't be more pleased um, with the cast and how they're representing her. She's like, I don't think people understand how incredible this woman is and like what a pioneer she is to have recorded in the 20s. Yeah, and she was one of the first to record. Like someone else started recording before her. I believe it was Bessie Smith. Those who are listening, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But she recorded for Paramount for a very long time. But before then, she did a lot of minstrel shows. She did a lot of vaudeville um oriented shows she recorded with louis armstrong and played music with king oliver and um and as well as like she pioneered the start of lesbian culture hell yeah um actually one of her songs which is most famous called prove it on me um was about i mean she wrote it as inspiration because she was arrested by taking part of an orgy with women. With her choir. Ooh, hot hot and spicy. Hot and spicy. I mean, she's bad bitch number one, right? So all the bitches are on her. But no, not like that. But like, on a serious note, like, yeah, she's a very... um, I remember learning about her in, in, in music school and we were just like, oh, she's the pioneer of blues and that was it. But no one told me about... How significant... How significant her career is to society, to lead to basically uh, popularizing blues, which definitely set the foundation for jazz. Being a woman owning her own theaters and owning in Georgia, own, yeah, owning her own theaters in Georgia, and also owning her sexuality. Big deal. Big deal. Boss. Boss. Bitch. Boss. Bitch. Forever. Yeah, so like basically, yeah, so like I'm I'm excited about this biopic. Um, it's produced. It's gonna be produced by Denzel Washington. Amazing! It's the, like so many good things happening. Yeah, so many good things happening. And then the music is by saxophonist by one of the Marsalis brothers, Branford Marsalis, saxophonist. Mm. Mm. I mean, huh? Right? No, uh. this is great. Like, is like the Mar- Who better to to like help with the music of this than the Marsalises who are just know the history and know the culture like the back of their hand like they're so intimate with it um so i i'm excited to hear what how brand brandfrey's marcellus's take on on this movie um and it should be um oh some other things that are really important with this is not Golden only that Rodgers. viola davis is in this but like chadwick boseman <sighs> one of his last performances are right. in this film i was really surprised i honestly like, honestly was not expecting to see him and just it's already like touching you know yeah um but just to see like just one more golden thing to add to his legacy like it's it's incredible like it almost makes me want to cry yeah no he definitely like rest in power rest in peace um much respects to the family of chadwick bosman but like yeah like he definitely it was one of those things like anybody i talked to about this on a like on a casual level everyone's like yeah he died (sighs) Too soon. Living for the culture and like even Too giving soon. more to the culture. Like I can't, I cannot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this movie, this biopic should be released in December, a uh, week before Christmas. Yay. So you guys can all snuggle up in your pajamas, listen to some blues music while you're hanging out with your family in a COVID friendly fashion. <laughs> and, 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 and appreciate the well casted and also the well um, deserved celebration of Ma Rainey. Yeah, we can all put on our flapper dresses. So we didn't do a proper introduction, and I failed to do that, but it's because I'm so stuck in Lady Blurred Sing the Blues, which is a play on uh, Billie Holiday's Lady Sings the Blues. Yes. Um, we have your girl here sometimes, V, and... I'm Kylie Too Smart, what to do? Yeah, we're here uh, do, doing another episode, keeping it safe. We just had dinner. We're enjoying these pumpkin ciders. They're and so good. They taste like October. They do. <laughs> it's starting to get cold now. I'm like, 
Ah, it cool 66 degrees. <laughs> I know, like, like it's now fat girl fall. Yes. <laughs> so officially, cheers. 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 Ah. Um, so a lot of things going on with this week. Um, let's kind of actually talk about how our weeks have been going. So Miss Kylie, want to share first? Yeah. You know what? Um, my week is going phenomenal. I worked out for the first time in a long time. Woo! And my legs feel like jelly. I am getting my body prepared to like continue to do um, massage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like learning shiatsu right now, which is like a lot of floor work. So it's a lot of core work, working your lower back, your legs, um, like learning how to move so that you're supporting your joints and everything properly. Um, so that's been really exciting. Uh, I also got to like connect with a nutritionist and I'm really looking forward to like starting this journey to like get back yeah in shape and get it's been hard to work out during this COVID oh my god it has been it's and it's like first gyms are available now gyms are not available but then you have to somehow transform your room and find some consistency I saw a post the other day that kind of attacked me on a personal level. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I follow a lot of different, um, like, uh, fitness pages, but shout out Afro Girl Fitness um, had, uh, like, reshared a post where it was, um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not your thyroid, it's the drive-thrus. And I was like, (gasps) no! (laughs) Oh, I was deeply hurt. (laughs) No, I've been misbehaving. I haven't, I've... I had a really good routine the last couple of, like, during the whole COVID, actually. Like, I had a really good yoga routine, going out to walk routine. Yeah, you're killing it. And then the the last two weeks, I actually dropped the ball a lot. And it was because there I had a couple of heavy projects that came up. And um, I'm a little bit stressed out about my girl parts right now. And so last week, I got fries. There was a lot of cinnamon rolls happening. Oh, there was a daily morning cinnamon. Lady bits sing the blues. <laughs> I, know, like, oh God. I know. And like one of my posts this week on Twitter was like, you know, morning tips. It's okay to cry into your croissant because like <laughs> I was I was going through it for some reason. I'm feeling a lot better now, but like Good. I was definitely going through Just it. Just cry into the buttery, flaky goodness yeah. of a croissant. Um, but I'm doing a lot better now. But Good. yeah, I'm glad to hear that you're working out again because yeah. I'm I'm. Now, you motivate me to stay on it as well. Yes. Do it. Do it. Also, when you said shiatsu, I thought you meant chiaotsu from Dragon Ball Z. Wow. No. <laughs> shiatsu. <laughs> shiatsu. Um, yeah, not everything is Dragon Ball Z related. Most things, but not everything. No, everything is Dragon Ball Z related. Everything. Everything. everything from, from the balls in my hand. Yes. Sometimes I'm like, I found your balls. The dragon balls. I'm going to have to make a wish. your balls. I'm going to summon. <laughs> summon. Fucking. Can't even take it. So I'm going to summon Purunga. Purunga! <laughs> I'm not even going to summon Shenron. I need something girthy. Wow. Size queen. Okay. Size queen. Oh, no. Yeah. Want, want. Um. Should I talk about my week? I already talked about my week, about how I ate too many carbs. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, right. Your week did not only consist of carbs. No, it didn't. Um, let's see. Let's go backwards. I, um, some I had, moment of triumph in there? Um, some moment of triumph. Uh, I got some good news from my bowels. Um, I'm not a failure. Hey. That's a good thing. Um. Yeah, I was having I was having like you know some mental health um, things I needed to check myself on, and then I felt like oh man, no one really cares about me here. I hate this place. Like I was I was having a lot of like negative self talk. Yeah, and then so anyway, I wanted to um, I I wanted to take a sick day, but like I also realized that like how our how our benefits work. It's yes. like. No. There's not a lot of accrual. Do so, not. Save so. those for when you absolutely need them. Right, exactly. So, like, I, I was just like, okay, I'm ha- I'm really having it. And then, like, Thursday happened, and then, like, a really good thing happened. And so, like, it was basically one of those things, like, no, your effort is recognized, and yay. And I'm like, okay, great. That's so nice. I also just had a 90-day review. I've been at work 90 days now. Huzzah. Mm. And my boss was like, you don't suck. <laughs> No, you my don't boss suck. was really nice. He was just like, I don't have any negative things to say. So just continue doing all the things that you do. I was like, yeah, thank you. 
it's really nice to have people recognize your work. Yeah, no, it, it's really great. Like, this whole time, like, working at this place, like, it's always been, like, good things. So, um, and I feel like I can work and be, like, efficient and actually prove myself that, like, it, uh, like the work I'm doing, like, it's meaningful. Yes. Like, I don't feel like it's just going through Busy the... Busy work? Going through the, um, what's, what's people say? Going through the, uh... What, the rigmarole? Going through the motions of work. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, like, yeah, so I, I really had to, like, reevaluate how I was thinking so I can manifest in more positivity. I need positivity pancakes. I'm sorry. I'm such a nerd. You said going through the motions, and immediately my brain was like, oh, remember that one musical episode of Buffy? The Vampire Slayer? Oh, yeah. He's just going through the motions, <laughs> losing all my drive. Yeah, you. anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, I love you. Everything relates back to Buffy somehow. <laughs> it does. It does. There's always a reference here or there. But um, yeah, that's how my week is going. I do want to remind everybody that flu season is happening. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Please. If you're into flu shots, please take your flu shots. If you're not into flu shots, please drink <laughs> as much vitamin C. Take your vitamins. Your vitamins. And uh, stay healthy and make sure you're really taking care of yourselves. Drink tons of water. Um. I saw the most unfortunate thing today um, in Morgan Hill. Um, there was a pumpkin patch thing going on. And I swear to God, there was more than 700 people at this thing and more people like packing themselves in. People, I would say 70% of people were wearing their masks, but at the same time, COVID, there's nothing. <laughs> just remember, like, please, just please remember that I know the holidays are coming up. And it's really hard to not see your family this year or to try to find restrictions. Or if you're just like, I don't give a fuck about COVID and just do the thing. Like, don't make people feel bad because they're trying to stay safe. Like, I'm going in circles about this. But my whole point is stay healthy. Wear your mask. Make good decisions. I feel like Bailey Sarion. Like, make good choices. I love her, by the way. Yes. She's fucking baller. And she's like, every time she beats her face, I'm like, oh, bless you. I wish I was I've you. I learned so many things from her makeup wise. I was like, oh, do your eyes and then put your foundation on? What? <laughs> so now you're not like all smeared up under your eyeballs and caked up. Look, thank you. And I love how she shows her raw face before she actually yes. applies the applies like any type of makeup but i also like i learned so much about serial killers i love you she's hilarious and then she's always like oh get better idols i just watched um her betty page one she's like get better idols and then she's like pointing to her betty page tattoo she's like i need to take my own advice and get better idols yeah there was the one i just watched about the night walker and how that guy got like a bunch of like fans i know people are crazy white women I know, but also like I mean, think about R. Kelly. Uh, black, girl, women. black women are black women are crazy women too. Are, are women. Crazy too. Women's. Women, women's are out there being like R. Kelly, you're innocent. I'm like he just He's raped. He statutorily raped. He just raped a 15 year old girl. Well, not only that, like the more I learn about R. Kelly, um, the more I just am like floored that people didn't see how deeply mentally disturbed he was, and like knowing. F- the background that he's coming from and like listening to him talk about his mother. It's, I also just watched the Bates hotel and I'm like, it's very Norman Batesy the way he talks about his mom mm-hmm. and like his like sexual attraction to her as a child. He was like, Oh, well, you know, like it's innocent at this certain age. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? If, if you come from a home that's already like disturbed and you grow up with these ideals and you're thinking these things are like, normal and you're normalizing um you know being sexualized as a child like uh it's just a lot and then of course you hear about um you know victims who grow up to then victimize other people yeah and I feel like that's a lot of what happened with him yeah and it's just like it's sad it's so sad but there's also a lot of enabling too yeah like, that's the part that gets like, me i'm like yeah there's so many people that were around this man that was like you're like i'm sure there's many people whose whole careers and jobs depended on him and it's like you couldn't even do the bare minimum of like just making sure that people are safe and that he wasn't like at least like breaking the law <laughs> yeah like i think if to be honest if i was in the position of being like his assistant or his manager or something and i saw him like going after young girls and i straight up like hey man 
like I'm your manager, dude. And like, I, I would, I mean, first of all, that's risking your income. I totally get it. But also at the same time, it's just like, you're, that's a 15 year old girl that you're, you're gonna after, have to have you're a, like 25 a moment. You really love R. Kelly. Get some help for R. Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. Yuck. But yeah, like he, he, I wish there was more people who would have said, Hey dude, that's not cool. Or even like more people who are on his level. Like I wish more like, like men get him some would goddamn say, like, counseling. Get, get dude. That's not okay. That's a child. Doesn't matter how fine she looks, that is a child. And also, like, anyway, yeah, so make good choices. Make good choices. Make good choices. Get better idols. Get better idols. <laughs> Wear a mask. It's still COVID season. Please Don't, vote. Yeah. Please vote. <laughs> please vote. <laughs> while, while we're oh, uh, getting yeah. our rants So, yeah, we're actually at this week right now, like, speaking of voting. So, we, we you guys, we have. Oh, we have a week, we have a whole last week before the last day of voting, which is Tuesday, November 2nd. And I yes. cannot believe October just blinked by. Oh, yeah, October is, is gone. I didn't even get to actually, like, plan a god dang Halloween costume. I'm so behind the times. But you know what? I'm lucky. I'm packing a little candies for my little neighbor, for Aww. Cash's little neighbor kids. And I'm like, here you go. Here you go, Lancet. Here you go, Katana. Here you go, oh Dagger. You see how I'm like naming these after yeah, little blades? Yeah, but, like, I'm like, here you cute. go. Uh, and I was like, Lancet? Who's? I know. I was playing Fallout Fantasy 10, but I also didn't want to reveal the names of the kids. Little Lancelot over here. But like, I'm making a little baggie so I can just give it to them and say, hey, do not come by my house. That's so, that's so sweet. <laughs> I just don't want to get COVID, dude. <laughs> Don't want to get COVID. But yeah, make good choices. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Nerdy and dirty. Speaking of making good choices. You know, it's a good choice. Clitoral jewelry. You know, it's also a good choice. Oh, it's also a good choice. Voting. <laughs> Voting is also a good choice. Please vote on the type of nipple clamps and clitoral clamps you'd like to use. Um, have you ever tried any clitoral jewelry? I have not heard. I mean, not heard. I have heard, but I have not tried any clitoral jewelry, but I have heard of it and it's intriguing. Like piercings or just like something that you can take off or remove? So, or put on and remove. Put on and remove. Both. Um, I have like always kind of been fascinated by the little clips. You can see them whenever you go into like an adult store um, usually, like in the little nipple clamp section, there's like they look like glorified paper clips sometimes, or just like, ooh, really pretty dangly things. And I've never like been brave enough to actually go out and buy one, but I think I want to. I've always kind of been curious about it. And then the more I was reading, I was like, there's so many different types. I saw one that was straight up, <laughs> had like a USB attachment and it was like, oh, if you're in a long distance relationship, like this is great. You can plug it in. And while you're like video chatting, they can like control the settings oh, of the vibrator no. that is attached to this clip. And it's, it's an actual clamp and it's got like the rubber tips on it. And it just like looked crazy and fancy and kind of like maybe Apple created it. Those Zoom chats very spicy. Oh, right. Oh my God. (laughs) Zoom game changer. How's your day in class? (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. It was electric. Electric Avenue. No, no, no. Makes you higher. What? Oh, I want to take them to. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. Anyway. I saw other ones um, that were like attached to nipple clamps and it was like a whole outfit type deal. Um, Some other ones that I've seen that were like really creative were uh, they kind of look like thongs, but in the center it's got like, it's kind of like a fancy buckle for your clitoris. Okay. Because there's like some kind of statement piece where Mm. it's like, um, I saw one that looked like a picture frame. And it just frames the clitoris and it's like attached Stop. to... Yes. And it's got like little <laughs> chains that go through the back and it's like, kind of looks like a harness that uh-huh. you would put on. And then, but it's just for like your clitoris. So your, your vaginal opening is like there and ready. And then I saw some where it was like a tactile thing. They're like, oh yeah, put this in the freezer for five minutes before you like play. And then you get like some temperature play with your clitoris. Anyway, I'm like, I want to go try it. 
for sure. This is like a, a fun thing. Although I did see um, like a lot of these pictures showed ladies with no pubic hair, which I think is a little unreasonable. Yeah, more, more women with pubic hair, please. Especially in, in these dark times. <laughs> Who has gotten the time to go get their bikini waxed? Who's like on? comfortable to get their fucking shit waxed? Like, yeah. And also be realistic. Not a lot of women like to get their stuff done down there. I've only known a few who, like, religiously get their lines waxed up. And it's literally because, like, they're models. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't think anybody makes that choice unless it's, like, huh, a key feature in their life for some reason. Or, like, a yeah. fun thing to try. I don't, don't know. Don't let these boys, or even girls in some cases, don't let them make you shave your shit because you have to. Honestly, I or prefer, it adds like, to the whole... You can trim it up, but, like, when you shave and then it starts growing back and it's all prickly, like, oh, uh, and just, like, burning your there's, face, like, there's sandpaper. Also, there's also, like, implications with, like, you know, um, ingrown hairs. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, personally, sure, I keep my shit short. But, and then every so often it gets down to the skin. But, like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Meh. My partner's made it very clear I don't have to do that. Yeah. And that's nice. To each, to each their own. Like, I mean, and also, he's also said, like, it's nice, but also, you don't have to. It's nice. Thank you. But also, I like knowing that you're, like, a fully grown woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, I know I know some whiny boys who are just like, eh, I have to be shaved. Eh. I'm like, okay. These are the same fools that are you aren't trimming their myself? own. Are you going to shave it for me? Actually, there's a whole fetish around, like... Shut yeah. up! No! Yes, there's a whole fetish around men shaving your vaginas for you. Did you never read any of the Zane novels back no. in the day? Look, this is how I know you ain't a true freak at all! You knew to this freak business! Because you would have been reading Zane in middle school with me. <laughs> Guys, I'm floored. I floored. Don't, I don't know how to respond. That'll be next week's topic. I'm floored. Fetishes about shaving your poon... Your poop, 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 nanny. Don't shave your poop, but shave your, your poops. Okay, but back to clerical, 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 jewelry. <laughs> back to, okay, so, um, yeah, I think there should be more pictures of what's realistic of yeah, like how it should look. I, I enjoyed looking at it, though. Like, it I fun. think it would be cute if it's, like, a little peekaboo, like, diamond or something. Yes. Yeah. And then I've also, so I've actually done some research because I was, um, at a point in time, like, interested in possibly getting my clitoris pierced. And I've heard, like... Some cases where it actually, you know, like enhance the woman's pleasure, but if you don't go to somebody who knows what they're doing, there's so many nerves I mean, down there. Like yeah. so many things could go wrong. <laughs> that's that's the case for everything, right? Like that is it's the like case for you... everything. I was weighing the pros and cons, and like right now, I'm probably one of those women that like I come par- like fairly easily, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I would want to risk that. I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things like I, I, I like my set without the extra punching of holes. So I'm good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's always a risk with anything. Right. So like if you're getting your wisdom teeth pulled, you might damage a nerve. If you like, you know, if you're trying to get your ears pierced, there's always risk of infection. So like it's always important to make sure like if you go to somebody. Safety. Yeah. If you go to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, like don't go and get like. A cheap estimate because you're trying to save fucking money with your piercing budget or some shit like that. Just, like, do the research, find recommendations, like, like, and pay the money to get it properly pierced. I've also seen, um, and this is mainly in, like, crazy German porn that I find myself in at, like, three in the morning. Oh, boy. But, um, (laughs) like, where... The labias are pierced, yeah. and they've gauged them, and oh, then they have like my weights God. hanging from the labia. No, yes. <laughs> it's so good, and they look like droopy, like just how my ears uh, are gauged. No, <laughs> and then I've seen some where they've like <laughs> they're loopy enough to like actually tie together, or like, I'm not tying my extra lips. Through. It's so good. Oh, so, so much fun. I can see, pier- I've seen piercings, I've seen labia piercings, I'm like, oh, that's cute. But, <laughs> but to gauge them, 
could fucking gauge them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's like, oh, that's cute. And no, then they thank like, you. Splay the lips open, and they just stay. <laughs> I'm making all the faces right now. She's oh, making all the faces. I'm having all the fun. <laughs> So, I, yeah. I think we got to the point where it's like, Veronica's not a freak bitch. She's basic. Fuck, I great. outed myself. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I didn't realize bitches tie their shit like a knot and bow it up for their partner to open it up like a present. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> it's like a whole new thing for like chastity belts, too, because you could literally lock it up. No! <laughs> You're using your labia to lock the chastity No! I quit. I'm done. Mm, mm, mm. Nerdy and dirty. It's nerdy and dirty. On, it's been no on, it's on a hiatus. Aww. We're not returning next week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did it. Oh, my God. I mean, literally, though, like, it's to each their own, right? Yeah. So, I, Good fun. I'm glad Not I could my cup of tea. <laughs> it's not your cup of tea? Not my cup of tea. You don't want to, like, tie your labial lips in a lock for me? No. 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 It's I not. don't think that's quite pleasurable. It might be. She seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> She, she was having a good time. It was great. <sighs> so where can people get jewelry? Do you know? Um, honestly, I just Googled and I found so many different places. I um, always recommend Adam and Eve just because I like their business practices. Okay. So, uh, I would, yeah, I would go Adam and Eve. They're nice. They're, they always have sales. I think they're actually having like a BOGO sale right now for nice. Halloween. And I think it's like treat or something. It's like the code. <clears throat> cough, cough. Not that I've been on the site. Don't cough anything. on my mics in oh, this God. climate. In this climate. I take it back. Spray, spray. Like spritz, spritz. Mm-hmm. Wipe, wipe. Well, that's Cleanse, good. cleanse. There we go. <laughs> so get get their BOGO deals. Yeah. Use code TREATS. They did not pay us to do this, by the way. No, they this didn't. Is a, this is a uh, non-profit. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Lulz. <laughs> we don't make any profits here. But no, that's good to know. Like, for anybody who's, like, interested in taking a look. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably will take a look and then, look but I'm it. not gonna get my shit pierced. Look at it, Patrick Star style. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no. Oh no. All right. So yeah. for current events, um, we stand in solidarity with NSARS, which is a, a Nigerian um, protest against uh, authoritative brutality, and I say authoritative brutality because it's basically the equality of, or it's basically in. And align with our movements of Black Lives Matter and yes. marching and protests for police brutality. Uh, but SARS is the one that we're focused on for the police brutality there. Uh, since SARS stands for Special Anti-Robbery Robbery Squad, which is the authoritative police unit for, for Nigeria. Yes. So um, Nigeria is fascinating right now because they didn't really have... Um, democracy until the 90s Mm -hmm. you know they didn't get their first civilian president until the 90s and so when you look at how the civil rights movement has played out in the united states Mm -hmm. it's kind of a thing where you can clearly draw some parallels to what's happening in nigeria right now um their movement is about ending the killing of young black people half of their population is under 19 years old at this point Mm -hmm. nigeria has been um unstable it's been you know like (laughs) suffering through military coups and it's been vulnerable because you know it's a rich place but also a poor place rich in oil and um, rich in resources, rich but, in resources, but the society aspect of it is still be- underdeveloped because it has been um, in such a flux and uh, just so uh, politically unstable, mm-hmm. and people have been able to take advantage of that. Um, that the infrastructure in Nigeria isn't there, so like we've it's gotten to the point now where um, SARS has accrued so much power that they couldn't just target anyone. Yeah, they're they're doing things from there's been over 82 cases of SARS like abusing their power and they've only been around for people, Yeah, they've been around for like literally people. 3 decades. Um like there's been beatings, hangings, mock executions, sexual assaults to waterboarding. Like they're 
once people realize that they're in a position of power because they've been told like you're in a position of power to help regulate this obviously we don't we want less crime but then they get to a point like oh they are the crime they turn into the crime because they have all this leverage to get away with it um also what's really um which really which is really heartbreaking is like in, in these protests that the that the police or even stars themselves have been actually opening fire yeah, using um, live rounds mm-hmm. and then... Like killing people. It's being filmed. And and this is where I say it's like, you know, nowadays you can't really get away with this because mm-hmm. we are becoming so much more globally aware. Mm-hmm. People in Nigeria can connect with people in the in the UK or connecting with people in the US. Yeah. Connecting with other black people who stand in solidarity with them mm-hmm. and showing us what's happening. Right. Showing us the frontline view. Like no because, you know, of course the official government statement, they have not made one on the deaths. They've made statements uh, about people being injured. They've made statements about, oh yes, we which basically like rebranding SARS, mm-hmm. which has been going through um, they, this protest since like 2017 right. and yeah, they, they just keep rehiring or like shifting the same people into another police force and it's not actually fixing the problem. No, they're they're pledging that they're going to reform it and they're like, oh, we hear you. But also like everybody who's been participating in these protests since 2017, they're saying, no, the president of Nigeria has been saying that they're reforming, they're listening to us, they're going to change things, but nothing has happened. So they're saying that basically that... Um, anything that they're saying, um, it's what did this one person said? Oh yeah. They said that, uh, one of the Nigerian lawyers in London who represents the victims of police brutality, that people are tired of lift service, meaning that they're tired of the lies. They're tired of us, of officials saying that we're going to find a way to fix this, but nothing happens. Like it's still happening. Reform is in a way still enables still enables police officers who are still in the forest, still enables anybody who has the higher ends of authority. Um, because by saying reform, it's saying like, we're going to fix it and tell everybody to stop it. They're not saying we're going to fire these people and like completely deconstruct to reconstruct. Like that's not what they're saying. Um, and that's how it kind of parallels the United States where certain cities are saying, we're going to reform, we're not going to defund. I'm like, no, defunding is the solution because there's so many resources going to these departments that they're utilizing them to buy equipment to actually better harm the people that they are pledging to to protect. Yes. And then the thing that's like even just so tragic now is like, when we think of the problem in America and we think of it as like a racial issue mm-hmm. and... In Nigeria, it's like, it blows my mind. I'm like, you're doing this like, like against your own people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of had to um, check myself because the experience that I have being a black American woman is not the same as the people in Nigeria. Right. Especially when you look at how borderlines have been drawn in Africa, mm-hmm. how all of these different people really are different peoples. They mm-hmm. all have different cultural identities. You have different religions, different languages, and yes, everybody is all black. So no, it, it may not necessarily be about skin color, but it is about judging um, like unfairly, young targeting young people. Right. They're targeting people for looking good. They're like thinking that you must be a criminal if you can afford an iPhone, or you must be a scammer if you can afford to dress nicely, or if you are, you know, yeah, any like it's ruth- that they it's can find. super ruthless out there. Like I, I've heard, I've seen, not seen, but I've heard stories of just like anybody is a target for any reason. For any it, reason, it, it at doesn't any matter. time. Yeah, at any time. Like you, you can literally be minding your own business and thriving, and then you're the next day you're just dead. And they're like, oh, you're. How, how are you thriving right now which is like we need to all build each other up and not tear each other down so nigeria um we stand with you this is um i feel is going to be like so important nigeria is huge i don't think people realize like the population over there mm-hmm. they're thinking that by 2050 they're going to be up to like 400 million people and that's going to be like the third most populated country yeah right now they're literally uh 200 million 200 million and half of that is under the age of 19 so when you think of the fact that you have a police force that's targeting underage people 
and now your country is mainly all underage people, I really think they have um, an interesting and unique situation where the young people really do get to form what their future is going to look like in a a fast-paced and more immediate yeah, way. Yeah, it's then that's always the case in a lot of like I feel like societies where like young I would younger say folks it's are always, always the case. Yeah, younger folks are always a threat. Like it's it's for example like why is it like the oldest fucking politicians in Congress oh, yeah. and and oh. who are representing the Senate, like whoever like they're just old as fuck and clinging on clinging to the on law. To old ideals. Yeah, on to old ideals and they're making sure that new ideals don't come in and it's relevant for those who are young. Like for example, like, why do we still have student loans? Why do we still have this? If there was people who are our age running the government right now, I bet you anything that student loans would just be wiped out easily. Or but- in, like, and traded in terms for like um, work in the community. I see nothing wrong with that. But if, if all I had to do was like spend some time working in a national park for a few years and get like my education paid for... I would be all down for that program. Right. Let's do that reform. But the point is, is like those who are running politics now, they're they're so old that they're like, oh, we got our college education for 10 cents. Why can't you guys do the same? Like they don't, there's no correlation. There's no understanding. There's zero empathy. But yet there's, they're so, they're, God. I think I'm saying so old right now because they're so old because think, no matter how this uh, <laughs> next election goes, either way, we're going to be having the oldest like president. We, yeah, like <laughs> fucking sorry, Joe Biden, but you're you're almost eighty years you're old. Also an old old man. Yes. You're also you're almost eighty. You should be at home having fun with your grandchildren, spoiling your grandchildren. You shouldn't be running a fucking country. Same thing with Donald Trump. You should be at home. Being a fucking creepazoid <laughs> behind your own fucking tower of gold in Vegas. Like, oh you don't need to be running shit. And then Mitch O'Connell, you're bruising. You look like a fucking zombie, bruv. Jesus. Like, why are you hanging on to the last bit of your life to tell people how to run society and how to tell us who are Gen X, Gen, Gen Millennials, Gen Z, how our life should go? You, you shouldn't be running shit. At all. <laughs> you're almost dying, dude. You're dying in front of us and somehow oh. you're still staying bipedal. Wow. Like I don't get it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. She's like, you're still staying bipedal. I don't fucking get it. Like, how are you not in a wheelchair with all those fucking bruises and you're turning blue, dude? You look like wow. fucking Violet from fucking Oh Willy wow. Wonka. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna bring this right back around to a more positive point. Speaking of I... uh women in power. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> So speaking of women of power, the feminist coalition in Nigeria has raised over 70 million naira, which is about $180,000 from worldwide donations. All right. That is crazy impressive, especially seeing as they've only been formed um, since July. That's great. That is amazing. They are actually um, no longer accepting donations because they <laughs> have raised so many funds. And like if you go to their website, they're very transparent about how the um, funds are being allocated and being sent out. And at a certain point, it just gets to be too much money for them to really like disperse. And then also, because they are standing with women in Nigeria, they didn't want to take away from the NSARS movement mm-hmm. and didn't want to take centerpiece and wanted to stay true to um, their, their message, their goals, their platforms. So they um, have done some incredible work. You can go to their page um, if you'd like to find some other resources and ways to help and ways to donate. Uh, You can also go to um, Amnesty International for some um, wonderful resources and ways to help and be a positive influence and stand with the people in Nigeria. That is fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm always glad to hear that any initiatives that do that. Yeah. Are are actually staying true to what they're supposed to be doing and like are able to donate and support those who really want change. Yeah. Like this is great. Um so speaking of more beautiful, powerful black women who Lizzo. are feminists. <laughs> Lizzo, your whole heart. So Talk someone about your girl. Yeah, so someone is like the David Letterman show. It has like Dave Chappelle and I guess Lizzo. I'm like, Lizzo, what? <laughs> I'm always like, Lizzo, excuse me. Um, no, because I've I've been in love with her since like 
2016, 2017. Forever. Yeah, literally forever. And the amount of growth that she's had for the last like three years is amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that, <sighs> she seated herself for a very long time. Like, but like, she's really flourishing now, and I'm just so so proud of her. And I want everyone to listen to Big Girl Small World. So we need to figure out how to get that get that album back out in, in public. But other than that, <laughs> she recently had a interview. With uh, David Letterman's new show on Netflix, it's my guest need no introduction. Yes, um, it was really great because she really kind of talks about her her origins of doing music. She uh, goes into like how much her dad really influenced her, how much she has done music school and always been the Joker and has did she did uh, college and she's like ah fuck college and got out of college. <laughs> um, so and then um. Yeah, so she really talked about like her growth as a flautist and then into doing rap and she she referenced a little bit about Big Girl Big or not Big Girl. Uh, she referenced Girl Party, which was the group with uh, her, Sophia Eris, <laughs> Manchita, um, and like you know I don't know. There's so much with this interview that I felt like as a person who's been like paying attention to Lizzo and I've been a fan of her her style of rap. Yes. It's so creative. Like the her recent album with uh like I with I love you and coconut oil do not do not compare to the peak rhythmic like finesse that she has. The capabilities. I think a lot of people um take for granted the fact that she is able to rap like mm-hmm. well and just think that she is like a singer and a flautist and I'm like okay but she does have bars. No, she has fucking bars. Like anti woman is like one or anti is one of my favorite introductions in her album of Big Girl Small World and then goes into Betcha and it's so fluid and the things that she I I can't even like she's it's just she has a lot of like finesse in what she has to say like she, and then same thing like if you listen to Batches and Cookies like she talks about her lyricism there and just I've never heard anybody that's that creative and that colorful in in their in their um lyrics to yeah. be honest. So Batches and Cookies is still available for everybody but it's really when she like gets into songs like Boys um Fitness um Coconut Water or Coconut Oil um Water Me is when she gets more into the pop and less less syncopations and rhythm and more about the lyrics and mm-hmm. more and so that way it's a little bit more absorbed absorbed not absorption, but more like a normal consumable. Audience. Yeah, consumable for for the average ears. Yeah, if that makes sense. And so more broad, broader reaching. Mm-hmm. But the shit that she did for in fucking Minneapolis, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like she said, I feel like she set the bar for what Minneapolis rap should have been. Oh, seriously. And I'm I love Minnesota like I love the rap scene in Minneapolis I loved Atmosphere right I was like oh I absolutely like went bonkers for Atmosphere for a yeah, long, I long time yeah I love Sean Anonymous I listened to Prof for a long time like I listened to Blueprint uh, who else um, oh God why am I blanking on their name but POS is part of the brand and same thing with a uh, with um, with Minnesota like all those guys like they. They're all so talented. Every one of them are so talented. Like, Prof is colorful as fuck. Like, Atmosphere has great storytelling. Um, and then also, that's the place where Prince is from. Right. Like, you mm. have to have a standard. Like, Prince wasn't, like, exactly, like, a rapper. But, like, he also set the bar of, like, creativity. I am, what it yeah. means to be an actual artist. Mm-hmm. Mm, the artistry. But, like, listening to Lizzo, like, honestly, unfortunately, like, as much as I love those other guys, like... She she can rap in fucking circles, like she can run laps. So it's the fact that Watch like me run, bitch. <laughs> it's the fact that like she kind of addresses a little bit that in in her interview, and then also um, she does talk about her her collaborations with Prince, 
And then what was really like heartfelt of that whole interview is when they showed, I think, a 2016 clip of when she did the Letterman show the first time yeah. with her album Lizzo Bangers. And then I started crying because oh, I'm like... Oh, yes, you started crying <laughs> and it made me crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe I'm a huge fangirl for this woman, but I love this woman. Like, I loved that she was a big black girl who she's like, I'm going to be positive as fuck. I'm going to make sure that people feel themselves. I'm going to make sure that people are always happy when they're listening to my music. And I remember hearing that in all the concerts I went to of hers from the Independent, which is a small ass venue of San Francisco, <laughs> to seeing her again in Minneapolis for her uh, for her New Year's Eve uh, show. And, and that was a bigger audience. And so I'm just so, so like amazed at her success. Yeah. And she's not going to stop. No, I just, I love how she communicates and she stands up for herself and she stands in her power without being um, hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Without being cruel, without feeling the need to put anybody else down to raise herself up. Mm-hmm. And I really think in this um, community that that is so needed. When you look at how um, females typically interact in the hip-hop industry mm-hmm. it's like very negative women are pitted against each other all the time it's usually always yeah unfortunately like you see things between cardi b and nikki always like and it's always like some petty bullshit about like hair and like makeup or sex or like just some about the boys men that they're dating. Or, yeah, yeah. Some, some bullshit that doesn't even pass like the bechdel test and like and then you have lizzo who is like so pure in, mm-hmm. in how she shares her experience of the world. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was amazing. It was, like, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to watch you watch it. <laughs> Just because seeing your reactions, like, was so golden. And then David Letterman, God bless him. <laughs> David Letterman reminds I'm me. I'm old. <laughs> I'm mean. I'm ugly. And I like it. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. <laughs> if you're going to be recording songs in my house, you got to be positive. <laughs> like, wait a minute, sir. <laughs> It was it was very innocent and I loved it. It was adorable. He kind of reminded me of my friend Sam Brown. If Sam Brown were to be Letterman's An age, old man. yeah, it, <laughs> if it Sam would be. Sam Brown were a little old man. Yeah, it it was basically that. But shout out to Sam Brown. Sam Brown's like a really good friend of mine. Like from college parties to Seventh Street, like he's just fantastic to have around. So um, other media things talking about. Powerful black women, but powerful black women who are feisty. Feisty. Um, Tiffany, New York Pollard. Oh, my God. We all remember her from Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Flavor of Love. Wow. And then she also had her own spinoff of I Love New York. Yes. And now she's currently... Now she's back. Now she's back. But they're doing a, a, um, I Love New York reunion special. Um, so she's going to come back for that. It's going to be on VH1. I mean, who watches VH1 these days? But... Oh, wow. <laughs> Beyonce. 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 Oh, my God. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> that was fucking funny, that interaction between her and Hottie, or when Pumpkin, like, spit on her. You're like, this nasty-ass girl spit on me. Like, she really... I don't know... That woman who raised her, but like how she got her to be so like on top of saying shit and just being like on the clock, just she didn't have to think about a response. It was immediate responses with that woman. It was like, Jesus Christ, what part of your brain is that processing from? Like, so, how can I get that? I think what it is, is like most people, and I think of this as like a mental gatekeeper, where you have these thoughts and then there's somebody in your brain that goes, is this acceptable to say out loud? Yes or no? If it is yes, then yay, you made it past the gatekeeper and you get to escape from her lips. I don't think she has a gatekeeper. Yeah, there is I no gatekeeper. I think the thought goes directly from her synapses out of her mouth and and it's just like the savagery yeah. is so on point. And sometimes, sometimes I really admire it. And sometimes I'm like, damn, Tiffany, like that didn't, that wasn't necessary. But at the end but of the happened. day, <laughs> it is what it is. It's good TV. It's good TV. But like they, that was alt early 2000s culture too. So like, yes, it was all like reality love shows. I'm Definitely convinced that was a spoof, obviously, for obvious reasons. Wow. <laughs> Too many hot girls in one room around that man. I don't know, man. Flavor, flavor. 
Bridget Nielsen. I oh, I can't. I cannot <laughs> think of them just Honestly, making out I with Flavor Flav that goddamn hot tub is greasy ass face. Big ass clock. I'm sorry. This is why black men hate us. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Flavor Flav. He's fine. He's paid. He's doing well. Nothing I say will affect Flavor Flav. He's heard it all. <laughs> He's heard it all. He's heard it all. But he coined culture. He did. In early 2000s. I love him. I love that. Sa- I love that satire. <laughs> it was it was such great satire. But anywho, uh, New York, who was the star of the show of all three seasons, I believe, of that show. And then as well as her two spinoffs. Um, she's coming back to do a reunion. It's going to be hosted by Vivica A. Fox. <gasps> Like mommy, basically <laughs> mom of like early two thousands, literally, um, and it's going to be aired on November twenty third on VH one. So I'm down to watch it. Yes, I'll uh, watch it I with just you. I just want to know what's going on with these pe- with these women. Like for example, Hoops. She married. I think she I was dating heard these names in so long. Like literally, I really <laughs> feel like this is back in middle school. I wouldn't actually like watch all the shows, but you know, you go to friends' house and you catch episodes here and there. I remember like all the nicknames and just being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, there was like I, Hottie was iconic, Serenity was iconic because she was exed out on the first day. Poor Serenity. <laughs> um, and then there was uh, Goldie, who was just the Joker, where she was kind of like she was basically us. True. Watching the whole ob- true, a she had a whole commentary thing happening. Yeah, she's like, I'm Mo. I'm part of this competition, but at the same time, I'm gonna be the fourth wall for y'all bitches who are watching this show. Like that was Goldie, and then Pumpkin was just basically, um, like just basically the typical annoying white girl. Then there was another uh, another season with Buckwheat. Where unfortunately, like that nickname did did not Wait. serve her well. I remember there was an episode they were making fun of her middle part. Like Jesus Christ. But anyway, yeah. So it's going to be aired. Um, in the meantime, um, Tiffany Pollard, New York. She released, uh, or she's part of a new show called Brunch with Tiffany, where she just interviews a bunch of iconic black stars, and then they have meaningful conversations. One of the episodes have Jasmine Masters, who is a drag queen. And that that queen is iconic for doing and I oop, and I oop. Yeah, like the the videos where she goes oop oop. Yeah, oop. or the other one where like <laughs> it's it's a meme, but like she's in the car and someone's walking by the car and she's just like freaking out and like looking at them funny, and then she's like watching them walk by and then she's just like shaking her head like annoyed oh by the fact God. that this person's walking by her car. So like she's kind of iconic for that. But that's what um. Miss New York has been up to these days. Yay. I was so curious about it. Yeah. Can we talk some blurdy things? Yes, let's do. So, blurdy things. Um, Crunchyroll is has released their nominee form for judges. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so basically, you anybody that you nominate can be a judge for their uh, anime awards. That happens every year. I remember that for anime awards. Oh, this would be the anime awards for 2020. So last year's anime awards for, did I say 2020? I meant 2021. 2021. This is for anime awards 2021, which is usually held in the February of 2021 or each year. Um, So I remember last year they had a bunch of judges, but the the folks who hosted last year was Xavier Woods Mm -hmm. and uh, King Vader who is iconic for doing a bunch of anime uh, parodies. And this goes from Naruto, which are the most famous, to My Hero Academia. He just recently did a Matrix one. <laughs> yeah, so like he's just been on the ball of like making a bunch of like uh, parodies for a bunch of shows. And he's like a really good film director and artist in general. Like he, it's, he puts basically black influences into anime. Um, and he uses all of his friends. Nice. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I one day would love to see King Vader and Mark Phillips do a collab because mm-hmm. Mark Phillips does a bunch of anime-oriented things too, but he, he doesn't just stick with just anime. He also does like things like NBA parodies, and he does like simple thing parodies. Like his My favorite one is when he did the... Uh, <laughs> where What you do when you get an Amber Alert... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no! <laughs> and then once he gets the Amber Alert, he stops and then he drops his controller and he runs outside and all of his homies are outside. It's like, where's the car? Where's the car? They see the car going off. They're like, we're gonna go get that car. Oh, and they drive to the homies' cars and they chase after this car to get the person who kidnapped the kid. And they beat up the person who's the driver because they finally caught up to him. Oh yeah! But the cinematic transitions were so good that like drama, drama. Right? His Mark Phillips's comment on that on that video was, we actually had cops called on us during oh, that video no. because because you know they can't close down streets and stuff and That's like their true. neighbors don't know what they're doing so they're like hilarious. why is a bunch of black boys running down Dang. the end of the street the neighbors like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> there's a gathering of three or more is the problem yeah one of my recent favorite video series um, it doesn't exactly have King Vader in it but as his friend. I think his uh, handle on Twitter is like Merhoko Mir- Mir- or something like that. And they, they talk about being a simp or being a creep. Oh. And so those are really funny to watch. Oh. So anyway, but yeah, like King Vader was, a, um, he was a, a special guest appearance of last year's Crunchyroll Awards and Xavier Woods was the host. So I'm curious to see how they do it on a virtual level. Um, since I'm assuming in February 2021, we'll like COVID be, is not, we'll, we'll still be indoors. We'll still be indoors. Um, but as for 2021, um, I sat on this and I figured like, I'm going to try to put my name in the gauntlet. So if anybody is interested in putting my name in the gauntlet for the anime awards, please do. Yeah. What are, what are the criteria that you would have to have to be a judge? Uh, to be a judge, there isn't like, it's just make your voices heard. So basically what you do is you just go on their main site at Crunchyroll Anime Awards Judge Nomination. You have to put in your name and put in your email address. And then they ask you how you'd like to participate in this year's and 2021's um, Anime Awards. And then you put in the stage name. Uh, and then you put, you put in the stage name of the nominee. Mm-hmm. And then the nominee's actual name, which my name is Veronica. And then the li- the link to the nominee's website. So honestly, you can just link my Twitter or you can just link um, my actual email address for this podcast, which is drive at gmail.com. Yeah, because, I mean, you are definitely a part of this community and have been for ever since you was a wee baby. Wee baby. And I talk about anime on here. Um, and I also have done diversity panels at anime conventions. So I figured like, why not? I'm not expecting my, I mean, this is anybody's like disclaimer. I'm like, I'm not expecting myself to win, but it'd be pretty nice if I can get nominated. Right. Um, so anywho, yeah, if you guys are listening, please just nominate me for, for the anime awards. I think that'd be really awesome and really cool. Um, but, uh, if not, that's okay. But if so, awesome. Please do. Please let me know if you do, because I would love to send you like a sticker or two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of like one of the things that have been on my week. Um, and then Big Move Monday, I actually want to shout out only one Ronin and the Paladin. Wow. They, I just recently interviewed them and their interview was launched on this previous Friday. I saw that. And, uh, I want to commend them for their D&D campaign which is not like any other D&D campaign. It's a hip-hop D&D game. Hell yeah! Hip-hop R- RPG <gasps> where you can rap for your life or roll for your life. Ooh! It's called Skill Check. Skill Check! Every Sunday is at 5 p.m. PST for those who are international. Psst. Psst. <laughs> and uh, they have done a wonderful thing where it's like they are very inclusive you get to work on your rap skills while playing D with a crew of folks um like their their rap criteria is based off of mcdc which is musicality clarity delivery and cleverness Ooh. Okay. So basically that's kind of the rating system. And if someone's like, oh that's whack, then that's whack. But like if it was cool, then it's cool. That is so cool. Yeah. And like what only one Ronin really likes about it is like he's like some people who thought that they didn't have bars actually will come out with some really funny shit. And so he he loves this whole thing because like not only that everyone's being nerdy and doing the thing, but like they they all get to have fun and build on their rap skills. Like 
it's one of those things. But also, like, they do feature, like, local artists in the Bay Area. So if the Paladin being one of them, I've known him for a while. Uh, one Only one Ronin I've known since I was 16. Like, I remember watching him rap at Fanime. It was great. And then they have Jane the Message. They have J.O.J., um, who is a recent winner of the, of the Nerdcore Cyphers um, 2019 at Fanime. And then they just have anybody in who's just willing to play. Like sometimes they have Jane the Message. They, um, they're inviting me. Like it's just it's just a fun time. Oh, you gotta work on your bars. Gotta work on those bars. Yeah. I told them I don't have bars, but then like only one run in was like, but I heard you at Fanime when you did that remix to uh, Redbone. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit! The Redbone remix was hilarious. By the way, drop that album, drop that single, girl. Mm-hmm. Hot. If you want it. Wow. Bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's partnered by the Rap Nerd. Mm. So basically, a superhero superhero of the rap area. Um, and so it's it's a but it's a ton of fun. Like it's really fun to watch. So if anybody's interested in watching it, check out Twitch TV skill check game um but you can also find them on skill check official on most social media sites and again every sunday yes quality quality um on another note um so a friend of mine uh her sister is missing um it's kind of one of the unfortunate sides of me ending this podcast this way but i think it's really important to to uh, just kind of throw it out there. So her name is Sydney, 16 years old. Um, she's been mostly, for the most part, has been missing for the last week or so. Um, so if if you guys go on my Twitter, I'll retweet it again as, so it's like a, a little bit more fresher in there. But like Sydney, she's, um, like I said, 15 years old, brown eyebrows, blonde hair. Um, it's not that tall, um, pretty slim. So... If, if there's anyone who has may have seen her, um, like, please, 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 like, call, dial 101 and quote reference 20 miss 035091. Um, so that way she can get home safely. Um, it's really scary when people get snatched up. Yeah. Um, and. Is she and black, white? She's mix? white. She's, she's white. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, like like I said, uh, if you guys follow me on Beacons like this, I will refresh it fresh on my on my timeline so that way we can get her home safely. There are some comments in in the uh, thread saying that she has been found, but I didn't see anything new from my friends saying that she has been indeed found and safely back at home. So um, I would just you know keep your eyes out. But also this goes for anybody who's like missing, like just yeah. like anybody who is missing in your in your area, like really keep your eyes out, take those Amber Alerts seriously. Um, Yes. You know, because sex it's, trafficking is real and it's um, so unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's very scary because there's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of uh, threats to the family to make you stay away from them. It, it's just it's scary um, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, again, Sydney, um, sixteen, missing for two days when I saw the report. But I will go ahead and re- retweet it so that way you guys can see it on my Twitter. So if you guys have any any leads let me know so i can let my friend know um that would be great but other than that uh, that kind of comes to a conclusion of this episode of lady blurred's sings the blues you have your girl sometimes v and kylie too smart and we will see you guys next week bye, bye. make these good choices oh my god